Oh my gosh. I'm not scandalizing myself, am I? Okay, good. <laughs> I don't want to scandalize my audience, you know? Okay. Welcome, everyone, to On Water Podcast, episode seven. Why? <laughs> Jamie is, I don't know, y'all give, you, give me your opinions, but Jamie's like, wow, this one looks so good. If I look good, leave it in the comments. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, thank you, Jamie, for the compliments. And oh, wow, just everything's hitting perfectly today. The lighting, the makeup, the hair, it's all just, yes, the nails, everything is just, it's its going good, going great so far. Um, uh, well, yes, I'm going to welcome you guys again. <laughs> welcome again to the On Water Podcast, Episode 7. Um, I am very excited uh, for this episode. You know what? Before I start, <laughs> this is why I can't do podcasts because I go all over the place. Um, I just want to thank you guys again for all your support. I want to thank you guys for interacting with me on Instagram. I have gotten multiple um, DMs just sharing of how the podcast has been influencing and um, helping you guys in your journey to grow deeper with the Lord. And it just gives me so much joy to hear that um, because that's the whole point of this thing it's the whole point um and i'm i'm honestly encouraged by the amount of um praise reports that have been coming out of this podcast and it's so fun um because honestly to be honest the numbers and like the number of views i get on the reels and stuff like that and the number of followers it doesn't it doesn't hit the same as um, actually hearing your stories and actually like connecting with you guys and uh and it's because like i've done years and years of discipleship like one-on-one -on -one discipleship with people and uh and i've done it for for a long time and it's always been such a joy for me to be able to walk with people and see people grow in their faith and it, it and after once god said okay now this like this podcast is now going to be your ministry and it was perfect timing that God kind of let me move out of the one-on-one -on -one discipleship. A lot of my disciples move on, moved on to different things and stuff like that. And, um, and now God had this podcast in mind uh, as a way for me to um, do ministry. And it, it's very different, you know? Like, I wish I can sit with all of, the, all of you guys who are commenting and all of you guys who are sharing your story. I wish I could sit down with all of you guys one-on-one -on -one and be able to have conversations with you about the things that you're commenting and sharing, but alas, can't happen. Unless, like, I have, like, video calls with you guys, which would be so fun. I would love that. But <laughs> um, that, that's just kind of where I thrive is to have, like, with these one-on-one -on -one connections. And God is really testing um, my ability to to see the fruits of my ministry without it looking the way that I'm used used to, right? Um, but yeah, regardless, I'm just like the, the comments and the DMs and the conversations I'm having with you guys is just what gives me so much joy. And um, I can't wait to see how God continues to move um, through your lives and how I can be a part of that, even if we don't have a one-on-one -on -one deep connection. Um, it's so crazy how God can use this platform. I don't know. I'm still like, even though I've done seven episodes, I'm still in shock of how God is using this. Like I, and I don't know how it's going to be moving forward, but you know, I'm expectant and, um, I'm happy to do this alongside all of you guys. And so, yeah, um, that being said, uh, last episode in episode six, I made it like an open, um, an open question for all of you guys to say what you guys want to hear as topics on the podcast and like what you want to hear from me. So I'm just not like talking about whatever, but then I actually get your input again, the connection portion. Right. Um, and one of the first submissions that we got uh, for topics was Jesus and therapy. And um, I'm just so I am I'm hyped. I'm so excited to talk about this. And I have to I had to kind of brace myself and I had to like hold myself down a little bit when it comes to this topic, uh, because I just 
love talking about mental health. It is my um, career path. I went to seminary for therapy and counseling. And so my whole MO and the one, the one thing that I love talking about is how we can integrate faith and our mental health. And so that's kind of what we're talking about today. Um, and we're going to make it a kind of like a two-parter. In this episode, episode seven, I'm going to be talking about therapy and theology, while in episode eight, I'm going to be talking about healing and healing from mental health, uh, mental illness, and um, and how that coincides with the church and our faith and stuff like that. So, uh, if you want to talk, if you want to hear more about the healing portion and how to heal from uh, mental poor mental health and mental illness, just wait. <laughs> I'm going to talk about it, but. Um, basically uh the one of the reasons why i went to seminary uh, for uh for my master's degree i um i'll kind of give you a little bit of background on why i'm in this field but i um, was always even uh as a kid it was since i was in seventh grade i was 12 years old when i decided that i wanted to go into humanities and i know it's kind of early <laughs> um i just knew like I think, yeah, starting grade seven when I was 12 years old. I don't know if that's correct, but uh, when I was 12, I came across a lot of people with broken families, broken homes, and with um, their own, like even at 12 years old, with their own mental struggles. And I, like my curiosity, like I think it was honestly Holy Spirit, divine uh, curiosity and passion that God gave me for human behavior. Honestly, it started off as like, why the heck do people act this way? I don't understand. And I want to understand. And um, from there, from like a young age, I wanted to understand why people behaved a certain way and what caused them to behave certain ways. And as I grew older and I went into high school, like psychology was just something that always like because of that curiosity, because of that base curiosity, that's why I ended up um, doing a lot of psychology courses in high school. And then um, naturally, I, that curiosity stayed the same my entire life and it still stays the same today. But after I graduated high school, I knew, I just knew I was going into um, my bachelor's for, Bachelor of Arts for psychology. I just knew it because that's just the way um, the path to becoming a psychologist psychotherapist and so i was like okay i'll do that and then once i i, I went to ryerson university um not toronto metropolitan university they changed their name but i i went to ryerson so that's what i'm gonna call it but um i went there for my bachelor's um in psychology and after i graduated from ryerson i felt very lost. I think it's the first time in my life where I felt like I didn't know where I was going simply because my experience at a secular university and learning about humanity and personhood from a secular point of view did not satisfy or did not, mm, how do I say, it didn't, it didn't seem complete. To me um you guys are talking about brain chemistry you're talking about so, uh, sociological implications to your mental health you're talking about um, um neurological you know um impact on your mental health but obviously and i'm not surprised but they wouldn't talk about spirituality and spiritual health and and how faith and and belief systems impact your mental health and um I I just knew that like oh like this I don't think I can do this. I I, I graduated uh, university and I was like I just don't know how I can possibly practice in this field knowing that there's more. Knowing that there's more to it than just this. And it was amazing God like provided for me like I had no idea but um the University that I went to for my master's degree, Tyndale University, uh, a very popular uh, seminary and university in Toronto, in I think in North America, really. And um, 
I went to Tyndale because I didn't know, but they had a master's program for uh, clinical counseling. Um, and they their main thing was integrating faith and psychology and mental health. And I was like, this is perfect. Exactly what I wanted and exactly what I needed. And I was like, wow, okay, God, like then it just makes sense. It just makes sense for me to go there. And so I, right after I graduated university, I applied. I, that's the only master's program I applied for. Um, before I even went to university for my BA, I thought I was going to graduate Ryerson and then go to University of Toronto for my master's of psychology. That was the plan. And then right after I graduated from my BA, I was like, I honestly don't know what I'm doing. Uh, this is not for me. And so when I got the option to do master's at, uh, at Tyndale, this is the only one I applied for. I didn't put any eggs in any other basket. I was like, it's either Tyndale or I'm not, I'm not doing this. Um, and so I applied to Tyndale and honestly, I applied late. I honestly don't know how they even accepted me, but I applied late. I got an interview and, um, and I got in and, um, I did my my master's degree and I just recently finished. I went for, that's another story, but I went for a long time. I did my master's for a long time, but I learned so much on what it means um, to be a person of faith and be a person who follows the Lord and loves Jesus, but also struggle with mental health and also struggle with, um, with you know, psychological stress and, and why being one, doesn't negate the other um you can love jesus and have the holy spirit in you and also struggle mentally and i think that's something that a lot of people wrestle with because it's like how am i supposed aren't i supposed to live a great happy peaceful life with jesus if i am a christian then why do i struggle with anxiety then why do i have depression then why do i i feel up and down in my mood then why do i i feel so stressed and i start picking at my skin then why do i bite my nails because i'm i'm overwhelmed with anxiety when i'm talking to people why is it then when i'm in social situations that i'm i'm almost pulling my hair out and i have to leave the room like there's a expectation that when we are christian that we are now fine and I just, I, and, and mentally specifically, yeah, you can break your leg and you can get sick, but you have anxiety, you have social anxiety. Mm -mm. Like that's, that's not fair. <laughs> and so I want to talk about how we can wrestle and how we can um, understand um, our lives as people who walk with the Lord uh, alongside some of the struggles that we may have uh, with our mental health, right? So um, the first thing that I kind of want to touch base about is um, I want to start with things that we already know, because I can go into this whole talk about the integration of faith and of psychology. I can go into that right away, uh, but then I'll be talking with jargon and like um, academic talk that might not make sense to most of you and so I kind of want to start with what we already know what we can already kind of um, be on the same ground level um, of in this conversation and I want to bring it back to the beginning which is Genesis um, because to understand why we behave certain ways why we experience certain things we need to go back to the beginning of creation and as christians we believe that the bible is true amen i hope so <laughs> um and we need to start with where we know so let's uh start with genesis 1 we understand that god is a creator of all things he created us and he created the world and the universe and we are under his dominion amen okay um and when we were created by the Lord, and this is, uh, I already know that there's going to be a lot of theolo theologians and theological conversations that are going to come out of this, but um, we have to understand as God is perfect, right? And he created us. 
there is no one or nothing and no one who is perfect like God. God is the only perfect being, the only thing that is perfect that has ever been. Anything that is a product of something that's perfect, anything that is a that is outsourced from perfection, it in it by itself is not perfect. Right? Okay, stay with me here. Um so like if if God created something, it can like like I said, God is the only thing that is perfect. And so nothing else can be perfect. So even if it is created by God, doesn't mean that it's going it can't be perfect because it's just being it is a cre- it's created, it is not a, the creator, right? And so when God created us, when God created humanity, when God created the world, he knew that we always had the capability to sin. Because we are not perfect. And he knew and he understood that as we are the created ones, we always had the capability to turn our uh, turn our eyes away from him and to turn away from him and to sin he knew that but he still wanted us right um genesis 2 1 and 2 when the world was created and humanity was created we had the perfect relationship with god adam and eve were able to walk in through the garden of eden and just be in complete you know, unity with the Lord, no brokenness, no, um, no sin. And it was just them and the, and God, and they lived in perfect harmony. Right. And then Genesis three, <laughs> the fall. Dun, dun, dun. I mean, when, in Genesis three, the basis of what happened was not like, Oh, Eve decided to eat an apple and, um, and well, we don't even know if it's an apple. It just said fruit. It, it whatever fruit it is, it could have been a pineapple for all we know. Like, geez. Um, but so Eve decides to um, eat from the tree of good and evil, and the heart behind what she did was like just eating the fruit was not the sin, or else we're sinning every day. <laughs> Right. The the issue was that she wanted was she was tempted and she fell into the temptation of wanting to be like God, wanting to. Wanting to be the person who has control over her life, the one who wants to have the power over her life, the person who has the status of knowing also what's good and evil. And she wanted things for herself, acting in selfishness. And also, at the end of it, Adam and Eve, both of them, pointing at each other as the fault for their own sin, right? This was the issue, was that they were they were acting in a way that caused them to be further and further away from God. And, and um, that is a part of what sin is. It keeps us away from the Lord. And now... The question is, what the heck does this have to do with mental health, right? What the heck does this have to do with my mental health struggle? Well, with the fall, there's brokenness. The first thing that was ever broken and fragmented was Adam and Eve and their relationship with God, right? And that is why when we are born, uh, we are born into sin, uh, we are born with the capability to sin. And that's why whenever whenever anyone says like, oh, when I get to heaven, yo, Eve's going to get this. You know, like when we was, I'm like, are you dumb? Like, are you OK? Because everyone has the capability of sin and you would have done the exact same. She was just the first. Right. She was just the first one. But doesn't mean that you aren't capable and you wouldn't have done the exact same thing. OK, don't blame Eve. OK. Um, I'm fighting for my girl Eve because <laughs> because she gets all of the yeah she gets all of the uh, the smack for it, but um, yeah so when we see that there is brokenness and when there is sin we are born already with the capability of sin that is just in us um, lo- just logically as we are not perfect beings and um, 
there is the, the the existence of sin in our world causes more and more forms of brokenness okay and so when we are born we have the capability of sinning on like no one else even if every no one else sinned but it was just me i would sin against myself just just by nature just by being a a created person right um but yeah and so our natural in the in reg, not the regular the original intention that god had for us was to live as whole beings was to live in wholeness with him and with in complete unity with him and um, in peace with him but because of sin there is brokenness right and as we live in brokenness and so this is my understanding of what it means to be a person and this is why it's important for us to understand why we have been created and what contributes to um us being humanity uh because that is it's the it's the base point uh and here let me explain and so because brokenness happened with the fall um it is inevitable for us to um kind of live in this world without feeling the the impact of brokenness and i kind of like to imagine it like we are meant to be whole beings but because of sin and because of of the brokenness in the world we actually become so fragmented uh, and imagine it like um it, we're like mirrors right and every single time someone hurts us every single time we we are taught something that is not of god when we are not living by the word when we are not living by scripture constant fragmentations in our lives um and um and that's the thing it's there's fragmentations not only in um i i understand our being as to be in parts of mind body and spirit and they're all interrelated uh, one does not function differently from the other um, one is not by itself and you can you can't thrive in your body and then be terrible in your spirit and in your mind yeah. you have to um, it, it, they all are interconnected with each other and so um, and you'll notice too um, as we are beings with our mind body and spirit when you are like physically ill you are really mentally and spiritually weak. You will notice that. Like anyone who has physical ailments, like when you are in the lowest of lows, when it comes, like if you are sick and you're really sick, that is when you get attacked by the enemy so much. And it's because you are, it, it, one part of the whole is, you know, is weak. And so that's why it the other two are so susceptible to being attacked. And so... We are beings that are mind, body, and spirit, and they all feed into each other. And when one declines, the other declines, right? Um, and that's the thing. We are meant to be whole beings, like I said. Like through, through Genesis 1, we are meant to be whole beings. And these fragmentations, they are caused by a lot of different things in our lives. And here these are just examples of fragmentations caused by sin and separation those with broken homes those who lack security like people living in poverty people who have parents with mental illness imbalanced brain chemistry physical ailments people who have church hurt people who have been who have been taught a a form of of lies from the church right these are all forms of fragmentations and you know what this these list of fragmentations are very uh what they reflect is people's susceptibility to mental illness <laughs> people with church hurt people with broken homes people with imbalanced brain chemistry people with parents with mental illness are a lot more susceptible to mental illness right um and so each moment that we live 
and we come across all of these different things that are caused by sin and separation, we become more and more susceptible to our mind, our mind being attacked and our mind being impacted. Um, and from the very beginning, we, we need reconciliation with God. I think um, from when we are born, like I said, we have the capability of sin and our entire lives it's so that we can be in reconciliation with God because that is what true wholeness looks like. But because of all of these different fragmentations and different things that are causing brokenness, we are moving further and further away from God. And I think that that, um, that sinful nature and our environment and um, whatever happens in our lives can either contribute to us getting closer with God us getting further away from God and that really affects our our ability to become real whole people and um, and so when we look at our our mental health as Christians and as believers we have to understand that um, our mental illness one comes from sin and also comes from brokenness and the sin of others um, but also is um, It's, this is controversial, but like, this is also um, not a surprise when it comes to our lives. Uh, we are attacked mentally. Like I said, mind, body, and spirit. Just as much as you're not, sh you're not shocked that you get sick every flu season, don't be surprised when you have moments of lowness and moments of mental fatigue, right? It, it comes with the territory as we live in this world. So I don't want people to feel like they are less than or they are less Christian because they struggle with their mental health. Um, because you don't give someone who broke their leg all this smack because like, oh, you, you don't believe that God's going to heal you. So like, you know, you should like, no, they, they go to physio and <laughs> they, they go to the doctor and they get their splint in, you know, uh, and they do all those things. And it's a process for them to get healed. Um, but there's a lack of grace um, in the same way for people who struggle with mental health. And I just don't think that that is fair. Um, there should be uh, the same amount of, of understanding and patience for people who are struggling with that. Right. Um, just because someone can't walk with their leg broken after a week, you're not going to give them a smack for that. And so if someone um, goes into a dep depressive episode and can't talk to you um, for a couple of days, you're not going to yell at them for that. Uh, I think it should go both ways. But um, and for anyone who is struggling with mental health alongside um, wrestling it with their faith, know that that's okay <laughs> i know that it's that should be common sense um but i think that there is a frustration that comes up sometimes when your brain isn't working the way you want it to um and so yeah i just want to take a moment to encourage anyone who is wrestling through that um but moving forward um like i said when we are uh, sick or ill in our physical, mental, or spiritual, there are um, levels, right, to the fragmentation when it comes to our mind uh, and to the brokenness in our mind. And because I think uh, there's also a, under, a belief that if you're mentally, like you have, if there's, there's a belief that if you are, Poor, if you have poor mental health, then you're crazy. <laughs> uh, that if you are struggling with um, with peace in your mind, that you are mentally ill. And I want to uh, make separate or like uh, make under make people understand the the spectrum that comes with uh, mental health, right? There are people who struggle with anxiety and with um, maybe some social anxiety and uh, or um, 
There's people who just don't know how to deal with stress. Um, and that's normal. Um, that's completely fine. And that's just something that maybe people need psychoeducation on. People need to be, uh, to walk with same thing as if, um, someone is has the flu or someone has allergies like oh yeah you just need to take some pills and you'll be good kind of um yes you're sick and you're ill and you're not feeling okay and you need help but it's not a debilitating thing over your life right um and there's on the other end of the spectrum is psychopathology now, psychopathology is when you have a pathological illness, like you have a psychopathological illness, um, when it is a, a mental disease, right? And it is a debilitating life, uh, like life interfering illness over your life, right? Like cancer. Uh, if you have cancer, you have to do chemo. You have to do intensive, um, uh, yeah, radiation, and you have to you can't live your life the same way right and there are people who have bipolar disorder who have um who have major depressive disorder who have these um the dsm i'm going to reference it a few times the dsm is a uh, a standardized uh how do i explain it? <laughs> it it's it's a way to standardize mental illness and it gives you the different um, the different, what is it called? Um, oh my gosh. Oh yeah. DSM gives you the different symptoms that, uh, would lead towards a mental illness. And so that I, I refer to the DSM five because the DSM five will kind of standardize why, when someone has a certain psychopathology, psychopathological illness. Right. Uh, and so, According to the DSM-5, um, there are certain um, illnesses that are life-threatening, life-debilitating, right? And you can be anywhere in this spectrum, whether and and um, you can, uh, but that's the thing, because people don't know or people don't go to a professional, if they are feeling anxiety, if they're feeling social anxiety, they're like, oh my gosh, I am mentally ill and I'm sick and I have a problem and... Um, and that might not necessarily be true. And so I encourage everyone um, that if you do feel like you're struggling mentally, uh, then that needs to, one, seek a professional if you can. Um, but also know that it's okay to be somewhere on the spectrum, uh, right? I think the, the best way to decipher that sometimes is to know if this is something that is like life debilitating, if it is influ it's if it's getting in the way of you living your life, I think that's the first cue. Um, but that being said, um, there are different levels to um, how your mental health is. Um, there, yeah, there is levels to how poor or how good your mental health is. Um, just like, like, just refer to any like I, I refer to physical there's a reason why I keep referring back to physical health um, because I feel like people treat physical health differently because it's visible um, because you can see it you can see it in charts you can you know when you see someone in a wheelchair you're like oh yeah your legs don't work like you just know um, but when you can't look at someone and see uh, their mental health issues and um, people assume that it's not there or that you're just making it up. And um, and that is why um, I feel like the term gaslighting is such a popular term right now because people are finally understanding what they're going through. It's like, I have been struggling with this mental um, illness or I've been struggling with this uh, mental torment for a long time and no one knows about it. And I will be treated exactly the same or be um, be expected to, to perform at a certain level even though I can't. Um, and I think that that's what people struggle with is that you don't see me. You don't understand me. You're not, you're not seeing the fact that I am actually struggling so much right now in my brain. You just can't see it. Right. Do I have to like put a sign on my head or do I have to be at home for like two weeks straight? Do I have to put on this form of sickliness for you to see me? And 
that is why people don't go to people for help. That's why people don't reach out for help because it's like, okay, then how the heck am I going to trust that you are going to see me and understand me if you don't believe me and if you actually try to prove me wrong? If I come to you with my vulnerability of this is what I'm going through, this is like the, the, the whirlwind of a tornado that's going on in my brain, the worst thing you can do is say, I don't believe you. Or even give the slightest inclination that, you know, that I don't believe you, that they're wrong, that it's all in their head which is crazy because what if it so it is in my head <laughs> what's the issue with that and and I, I i want to encourage um a like knowing this knowing that that um the the fragmentation and the and the mental health that we um, are responsible for um don't be surprised when you go through mental health struggles because it is normal. And and it might sound crazy like, oh, like, so like being mentally ill is normal? No, I'm saying on the spectrum, having issues with your mental health, that should be normal. You can't be 100% all the time. And, and I feel like once we come to terms with that, we'll actually have more grace towards people and ourselves. Like when we are going through a stressful situation, we are not going to expect ourselves or other people to to perform and to live the same way that they would when they're not going through that mental health struggle. Uh, and I feel like because people will come to understand themselves and be like, okay, like I'm going to be more in tune with my mind. Um, and that's actually going to help me understand other people in their mental health struggles. And, um, and like I said, mind, spirit, body, they're all interconnected. And so um, when, we are, are, when we are healthy in our minds, we'll also be healthy in our body and our spirit. Um, because they all help each other and influence each other. And uh, I want to take the time to um, kind of talk about some ways that we can address mental health and the, um, the struggles and the different fragmentations uh, that we have and how we can kind of address them in our lives uh, and how we can do that in a graceful way as brothers and sisters in Christ, right? Um, and the first thing that I would, um, in, I would suggest is, um, one, trying to get a better understanding of this content, um, trying to get a better understanding of mental health and all of those things that, that, uh, will influence you. Anyone who says I am mentally perfect. I have never struggled with mental health in my life. I am at peak mental fitness. Um, Sure. Uh, do some introspection and um, come and and kind of understand like more of your mental state and get back to me because I think that there is a because we don't understand and know how uh, what a healthy mental what what good mental health looks like because we don't understand that and because we don't know what that's supposed to feel like sometimes we think like oh yeah like um, I have anxiety and I struggle with like me feeling fear in certain situation but that's like it's okay I'll get over it it's fine and like that, that actually makes it worse um, and so yeah getting better understanding of um, of the origins of what what our mental state should look like um, go back to Genesis 2 that was the original intention feeling no shame feeling like we can trust one another, feeling like we can walk through the Garden of Eden and just and be at one with God and know that God and be have full trust that God knows us and and we know God and we know each other. 
like Adam knew Eve and Eve knew Adam and they were able to be without shame in front of each other right and they were able to trust each other um that's what God wants and that's what God wants out of our lives and that's why he created us and so that is that is the ideal right uh, a lot of times we are not trying to aim for the ideal we're trying to look to the ideal like that's what we want but understanding where we are and the reality of where we are and so get a better understanding of uh of mental health and, and try to educate yourself just uh, just a little bit more um than you know but also is um to have more discussions with each other um and it says in scripture that we are supposed to confess our sins to one another to be healed and uh, a lot of like a lot of the mental illness that we struggle with like i said has to do with the separation and the fragmentations and brokenness that are caused by ourselves but the other people in our lives and there are different ways that cause our poor mental health or mental illness there are many different ways it can be um, a lot of it is childhood and the ways that we grew up because that was the formative years like from the age of well birth <laughs> um well even in the womb actually like from conception all the way up until you're in your mid-20s late 20s people think once you're 18 that you're an adult you should figure out what you're doing with your life and, and you should be great but no um your mental development actually peaks in that time but also continues on until your your mid-20s late 20s um and so it is still forming it is still you know um being influenced by the things around you but especially during when you're a kid you're a sponge and you take in a lot of the things that are around in your surroundings and so that is why it our childhood and the way that we grew up and our primary caregivers they form so much of what we understand about the world and if we are if we are creating a world around a child that is just made up of all these fragmentations and this brokenness um, then the child will start to believe these things about the world and themselves and um, there is a reason why we protect our young there's a reason why we consider children vulnerable and that is because that they are susceptible to to absorbing and believing a lot of things that are taught to them by the actions of adults and if anything um reflect on your childhood reflect on those hurts and pains and those disappointments and those things that are happen that happen within your childhood because that will actually give you a reflection of how you deal with your mental health now um and i i encourage you guys to to kind of reflect on um your past, your childhood, your present, and your expectations for the future. Uh, do some self-reflecting. Do yourself the benefit, um, you know, to reflect on on the ways that your your past hurts have influenced who you are now, in a good way and in a bad way. Um, but just pushing that away um, and choosing to be ignorant might not be uh, a healthy way to deal with those things right um and like i said um talk about these things with people <laughs> that was my ultimate point is um to share these things with people and um even if it is just one person or if it is a therapist talk to somebody about it um even if it is exploratory even if it's just to hey I don't even know what the issue is, but I'm feeling some type of way. I'm feeling um, heavy and I'm feeling anxious and I'm feeling numb and I'm and, or like I'm feeling confused even. Um, if you don't understand how you're feeling and what you're feeling, you won't figure it out yourself. 
it, it, it has to do with you walking with someone. Um, cause we're supposed to be a reflection of Christ to one another. And as we confess our sins to one another, and as we are vulnerable with one another, it actually opens up opportunities for healing. Right. Um, and that being said, um, I, I know that that is also a step of faith for a lot of people. Um, I can always bring it back to the original point of the podcast. Um, I didn't know I was going to talk about this, but I guess I am going to talk about this today. Um, is that I have come to a point in my life where I have the opportunity to talk about my life and vulnerability and go back in time and talk about things deep in my life. And um, it is a program that encourages people who want to experience healing and experience transformation in their lives um, through vulnerability and through openness with other people. And we dive deep into um, different traumas and different pains and and different hurts that we've experienced uh, and the ways that that has caused us to be more sinful and caused us to act out in our sinfulness and and I don't like it I don't like it at all I don't um it it is I like I went to my first meeting and it was very uncomfortable for me um because coming face first with our brokenness and our sinfulness sucks yes um yeah so i had my first class this week and i felt very uncomfortable because i knew eventually that i just be foreseeing the future and and knowing that if i wanted to actually make this a fruitful time i will need to go through the uncomfortability of being open about like the the deepest parts of me and yeah and and I am not open or at least not that vulnerable with a lot of people and knowing that this is meant for deep inner healing I was like you know what I could not do this (laughs) you know what I I I don't actually have to be here I could just not do this I can look at all of these issues that I have. I can look at all these mental illness problems that I have and just not deal with them and just, Oh, it doesn't exist. Like I just can do that. But the reality is when we close our eyes to these issues and when we are ignorant to these issues and we don't actually do the work to change, it actually causes us to live out in our sin and influence other people's lives and we sin against other people and we we sin begets sin begets sin begets sin and we constantly just live out in this world full of sin with rather than healing and restoration and i feel like one of the things that is allowing me and and causing me to actually keep going to these classes and keep going to these sessions is because I don't know how to fix myself. I don't know how to deal with things myself. And so I need to be in a space where I can learn and where I can be encouraged by other people who want the same thing as me to go towards that healing and not be judged by it. Because I understand that the people in this room and the people that I'm sharing and being vulnerable with understand that understand what I just said that mental struggle is something that we can all empathize with and we can all understand and you are not going to be um, seen as a burden or seen as too much in this space but you are going to be welcomed and you're going to be encouraged to face these deep dark things and honestly truthfully being in a space where we can i can be vulnerable with someone and be open about the deepest darkest parts of me it's not about the fact that they're listening it's the fact that i need to say it out loud and i need to face it to me 
<laughs> that I need to look at myself and finally look at myself in the mirror and see how broken I actually am. And that's the struggle. And I think that is one of the things that causes people to not actually think about their mental health and think about their mental struggles because they don't actually want to look at what their problem is. And I'm exactly the same way, <laughs> I will admit. <laughs> but I, I, I am motivated by the fact that I know at the end of this, at the end of this exposure and at the end of this vulnerability comes restoration and healing. It gets really bad until it gets better. And so even taking that, that those first couple of steps to better understand why you act a certain way, why you live your life a certain way. If there is a part of you where you're like, I live this way and I don't want to, and I don't know why, maybe there's a, there's a space for you to look at where your meant, like where your desires and what you know is good does not align with what you're actually doing. And so um, yeah, that, that is the, the implications and the practical, um, application to kind of what we discussed today. I hope that it kind of gave some of you the peace to know that, um, your struggle and your, um, your wrestling with your own mind. And I know how frustrating that can be wrestling with yourself like <laughs> I get so annoyed sometimes I get so annoyed sometimes when I'm like fighting myself to like get out of bed or you know like stop being so worried or like I'm angry at myself and I understand that frustration of not being like not having your mind aligned with your heart and I hope that this gives you some encouragement that you you're allowed to feel that way and you're allowed to wrestle with that without feeling crazy or feeling like you are alone or feeling like you you're at the end and you have no solutions because there are and I, I we just started pathways to peace so I have a long way you guys you guys are gonna see me I'm gonna I might cry every episode you never know but I'm going to go through it with you guys. And I am, I, I'm taking that first step. If you need anyone, if, if I'm your homie and we are both trying to take steps of faith and I'm doing it by myself, you're not my homie. So you better take a step, you know, take a step of vulnerability, whatever it is. Go talk to somebody. Go talk to a friend. Go talk to a pastor. Go talk to a therapist. Go talk to somebody. But start that journey towards mental health healing. Please, I beg you. You know, do it with me because we're doing it together. Um, anyways, I think that is the end of part one of our therapy mental health conversation. Um, and yeah, I hope this is encouraging for you. I love you guys. And thanks for listening. And bye. <laughs>